I'm, I'm thrilled to be here tonight. Um, before I get into what I want to talk about and what God laid on my, laid on my heart, Pastor Danny said I have 8 to 10 minutes. Normally I speak for about 30 to 10 to 12-year-olds, so it's a little bit of a demographic change here. So I'm going to say what I'm thankful for, and then I'll give you like a wink and a gun when my lesson actually starts, if that's okay. So I, w- I want to keep in the time frame. But um, as Pastor Danny said, my name is Brent. I'm the fifth and sixth grade pastor here. And I just want to share a couple of things that have gone on recently in my ministry and in my life that God has just poured out blessings left and right. Um, three weeks ago, I had uh, the opportunity to lead 18 fifth and sixth graders in a prayer of salvation, which was just unbelievable. The win- yeah, praise God. It's interesting, um, the more I grow, I'm 30 now, so I'm not old, but I don't consider myself young. Um, A little bit of wisdom maybe, depends on who you ask, but as I continue to teach, um, I want to challenge my kids out and up. So rather than just having them raise their hands, um, I felt God leading me to say, you know what, let them pray, and then when, when they're done, have them come up, look you in the eye, and acknowledge that I'm their king, I'm their Lord. So... I felt called to do that, so I did that, and it was amazing, the the response of 10 to 12-year-olds coming up and saying, Brent, I made Jesus Christ the Lord of my life tonight. And some of them came up, and it was like, hey, I did it. I was like, what'd you do? That thing you said, and what's the thing I said? That prayer. I was like, what prayer? I made Jesus Lord of my life. There you go. There you go. So a little bit of coaxing. Um, Another thing is in the spring, I got to baptize um, 16 of my 5th and 6th graders. 16 students um, made a public declaration of their inward experience and transformation with Jesus Christ. So, I mean, God is so good, and I'm so honored to be working in the ministries here, uh, from children's up into the adult ministries and the young at heart. It's a privilege to be able to see God move and work and be part of that. Um, I'm blessed with a wife that is way too good-looking for me, as most men would say. We have a a two-and-a-half-year-old daughter, and then this past July 9th, he blessed us with a son named Brooks August, so that's um, being a dad of two. It's totally changed my perspective on life and also my perspective on how God sees us as children, so I've just been learning so much and overwhelmed by God's goodness, but let's start this thing. Um, I started thinking about Thanksgiving, and I love Thanksgiving because it's a time to reflect. Reflect on what God has done, reflect on the year, reflect on what he has taught us, what he has given us. But I also kind of did uh, an internal gut check and said, what, what am I really thankful for? And I want to challenge you with this tonight. If you were to take away all of the Sunday school answers of what you're thankful for, I know, I know we, have, we constantly have to be thankful for the grace, the salvation, the love, the mercy that God pours out on us daily. And I think we would say that our families, our homes, our jobs, what are you not looking at that God is blessing you with? What have you become numb to in your life that God pours out blessing day after day after day that you just become so used to it? What if tomorrow we only receive what we thank God for today? How would your life be changed? Would it be any different? I feel a lot of us have the tendency, because of our culture, to just overlook God's blessings. We wake up every single day and we think, oh, this is is normal. This is my life. A lot of us have the tendency to say, you know what, back to the old grindstone. Back to that old job. Same, Same situation, different day. But you can wake up and say, when you take that first breath, You acknowledge this is God's breath he's giving me. 
This is the day that the Lord has made. I'm going to rejoice. And regardless of my situation, good, bad, happy, or sad, I can rejoice because I have a God who cares and who walks beside me through this life. He pours out blessings. A lot of time, he gives us blessings that we need, but most of the times, he gives us blessings that we want too. But do we acknowledge? Are we aware of God's blessings? I think a lot of us become numb. The Bible says all good things come from God. So if you were to break down your life, what good things has God given you? What has he provided you with? What has he sustained you with that you continue to live each and every day with his blessings? It all comes down to perspective. Um, last night I had an opportunity. I, I coach soccer at Knock, and I've, gotten, I've been able to um, invite some of my team to youth group, and it's, it's been an awesome experience. And last night um, I got a phone call from one of my girl's moms, and she said, hey, my mom, my mom ha- is in the hospital. She's just feeling really down about herself. She wants to, she needs lifted up. So I go, no idea what to expect. And there's this spunky woman um, looking at me. And I'm having this amazing conversation with her. And the, thing, the reason she was in the hospital is because her meds were just mixed up. She, she continues to tell me about her life. And she says, I've survived breast cancer. I've survived thyroid cancer. I got hit by a Mack truck. Like she was driving and a Mack truck hit her head on, excuse me. So I'm looking at her and I'm saying, is your cape under your gown? Do you wear it under a shirt? What's the deal with that? And she looked at me and said, what? I just don't understand why it happens to me. And I looked at her and I said, I want you to understand how good God is in your life. I know it's difficult. I know your time is so tough right now. But look at the living testimony of God's goodness that you are. All of us, regardless of what situation we're in our life, we're here. We get blessed by God because he loves us. We can't do anything. There's nothing in our power that can draw us closer to God because he's always with us. I want to I read you something from Exodus chapter 16, verse 4. And this is the Israelites wandering the desert. And they're literally living in a situational miracle at this moment. Because God is leading them by a pillar of smoke by day and a pillar of fire by night. Has anybody ever seen that before? No. So they're literally walking through this miracle. And I'm sure kids are saying, are we there yet? What's going on? I have to go to the bathroom. And then the, the normal... Um, question comes, what are we going to eat? What are we going to eat on this journey that God's taking us on? Exodus 16, 4 says this, the Lord said to Moses, look, I'm going to rain down food from heaven from you. Each day, the people can go out and pick up as much food as they need for that day. So as the morning dew would come, basically these ingredients would fall that the Israelites would make this bread called manna. And this is the thing about manna. It's not like saltines or triscuit crackers that have no substance or flavor. Like, consider going to Red Lobster and having the Cheddar Bay biscuits anytime you want, or the Texas Roadhouse dinner rolls with the cinnamon butter. That's, they were eating good stuff. There's a problem with that, though. They got so used to it. They started to moan and groan. They wanted something else, and we're going to jump to Numbers chapter 11, verses 4 through 6, and it said uh, there was a rabble among them. They began to crave other food, and again, the Israelites started wailing and said, this is crazy to me. How many of you have ever had, like, when you're growing up and you have a group of friends, there's always that one person that says something, like, takes the comedy a little too far, or always says the thing off color, and everybody's just like, oh, man, why would you even say that? 
Well, that happened in this situation because some of the Israelites get together and said, if we only had meat to eat, we remember the fish we ate in Egypt at no cost, all the cucumbers, the melons, the leeks, the onions, and garlic. And I can imagine some of them looking, saying, you're literally comparing God leading us in the desert and us eating manna to the slavery and bondage you were in with no freedom in Egypt. Their perspective change. And I feel that happens with a lot of us. We become so accustomed to a flavor that God pours out on us daily that we no longer see it as a blessing, but we see it as a normal just incident in our life. Psalm 34, 8 says this, Taste and see that the Lord is good. I feel like the Israelites, at the beginning, they tasted, and they saw that the Lord was good. They grew so accustomed to the flavor that they weren't looking anymore. And I feel in our culture, because we live in excess, or a lot of us live in excess, above our means, we just take for granted the blessings that God pours out on us daily. And this is the beautiful thing. God has so many flavors. He's so flavorful. A lot of us can be stubborn. A lot of us can say, God, I want, I want vanilla today. And he looks at us and says, you know what? That's not my will for your life. You need chocolate. You need chocolate or strawberry. And we're saying, God, I want vanilla. God, I want vanilla. He's saying, trust me, my will's better. My will is far better than yours. Hold on, I have to pull up my Bible app really quick. Technology is amazing. Psalm 103 says this, Praise the Lord, my soul. All my inmost being praise his holy name. Praise the Lord, my soul, and forget not all his benefits. Forget not all his benefits. Taste and see that the Lord is good. When you see, you're aware, you're aware of what you're looking at. Are we blind to the blessings that God pours out every day? Forget not all his benefits, who forgives all your sins and heals all your diseases, who redeems your life from the pit, crowns you with love and compassion, satisfies your desire with good things, so that your youth, your youth is renewed like eagles. I always talk to my fifth and sixth graders and say, don't be defined by your situation, but define your situation because of how, how God sees you, because of how God loves you, because of how God blesses you. I know that we have so much to be thankful for, but I don't want us as a body of Christ to take one day to really reflect on God's blessings. There's that old song, I'm sure it was around before I was born. But count your many blessings, name them. Count your many blessings. See what God has done. Taste and see that the Lord is good. You can come up and pray now. <laughs> I had a different way to end it, but it just, t- just totally flew from my mind. So. Father, what a great, glorious God you are. Every good and perfect gift comes from the Father above. Every breath that we breathe, every experience in our life, all the ones that we have shared tonight, ones we've kept to ourselves that only you know about. We're so delighted that we serve a God who loves us this much, who has given us so unbelievably much, that we never, ever take for granted all that we've received and all that you are. Love you, Father. We thank you for loving us and giving us life. May every day be a reminder of that. Tomorrow when we gather around our table and we look around the room and see who's there and maybe who's not, may we again reflect on your grace and your goodness. We will taste a variety of things tomorrow. 
but you're the best of them all. In Jesus' name.